If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You are listening to the number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Uh, now, you know, we're in going into the winter season. Um, it's cold. It's dark. And uh, we just realized this. 20% of Americans start to get a little depressed. Uh, there's a, a condition called seasonal affective uh, disorder. SAD is the acronym. Um, and it's quite common. So in today's episode, we talk about the natural ways you can help alleviate your seasonal depression. Now, this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Legion. Legion makes some of the best high-performing supplements out there. They're great for people who want to build muscle, burn body fat, get faster, become more athletic. Um, some of our favorite products are Pulse, their pre-workout supplement. Really good. They also have an awesome whey protein. Everything is naturally flavored. No artificial uh, flavors at all in any of their products. And because you listen to Mind Pump, you get a discount. Go check them out. Go to buylegion.com. That's B-U-Y-L-E-G-I-O-N.com forward slash Mind Pump. And then use the code Mind Pump for 20% off or double rewards points if you're a returning customer. Um, also, this week, if you buy a $100 Mind Pump Apparel gift card for a gift, you get a free MAPS workout program of your choice. So if you're trying to buy gifts for anybody, a $100 gift card uh, at the mindpumpstore.com will get you a free MAPS workout program of your choice to give away as a gift. Uh, now, if you're thinking for yourself, you can also check out some of these bundles we put together for different types of people. Let me go over them with you real quick here. The first one is the beginner bundle. It's called the new to weightlifting bundle. It's a nine-month exercise program all laid out for you. The next one is for those of you who are intermediate lifters. It's called the body transformation bundle. And the third one is for advanced lifters. It's called the new year extreme intensity bundle. All of these are about nine months of exercise programming with video demos. We'll tell you what exercises to do, how many sets, reps, the whole thing. And they all come with one year of free access to our private forum. Go check those out at mapsdecember.com. That's maps. M-A-P-S, December.com. Hey, did you guys know, uh, first of all, do you guys know what the acronym SAD, have you heard of this? Uh, what it stands for? No. Yeah. SAD or SAD? S-A-I-D. No, no, SAD. SAD. Uh, seasonal Affective Disorder or Seasonal Depression. Right? That's it's, a thing? Yeah, SAD. It's, it's an actual diagnosis. Uh, tw well, you guys know this, I'm sure, that people tend to is that the real meaning behind sad or is it just like something they attach to it because you know it worked no i think sad existed before the acronym okay but that was yeah, a smart I was say. so so seasonal depression I'm thinking Justin. yeah I know. i'm just saying you <laughs> got, real, i really had to nail sal that had, down sal had to think about that for a second <laughs> I know. Like, wait a second here. Yeah. wait um it's uh but seasonal depression is a real thing i looked this up i didn't realize it was as common um this common 20% of Americans suffer from um, seasonal depression, at least a mild form of it. I mean, that's millions and millions and millions of people that yeah. notice uh, enough changes in the way that they feel emotionally um, to report it. Yeah. Um, so it's actually a, a, a big thing. There's a lot of factors that go into this, right? Uh, in terms of just, uh, you know, the, the holidays and seasonal things and 
um, you know, maybe you have a lost loved one or, you know, like it gets darker earlier, like the days are shorter. Sun. Right? Yeah. Like it just seems like there's a lot of compounding factors that, that lead into that. There is in the, in the further away from the equator you live, the more people uh, get affected by it. So mm. it's, it's really tied to the, the rhythms of the, of the sun and the seasons. That's why they call it seasonal depression. I'm somebody that I would say that I noticed this for myself. I'm a I love the sun. You guys know this. Yeah. Summertime for me is my favorite. You guys have heard me. How many times have you guys heard me say I don't like the winter? Yeah. I hate uh, yeah. it. Yeah. It's because when it's dark, um, I do notice a change in my moods a little bit. So I'm one of these people, but I didn't realize it was twenty percent. I train a lot of clients like this too. Now, what does that say if you're the opposite, right? I feel like wintertime. Yeah. I get November is my favorite month because I mean, your birthday, yeah, snow why. is that's amazing. Not why. I don't get shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's the, <laughs> it's the greatest month. How yeah, come, Adam? Yeah, it's not because birthday. it's about me. No, it has nothing to do with it. I just like I like the weather around that time. Like it, I sleep the best. I don't have allergies at that time. Mm. Great sports are happening. You know, I mean, good TV is going on. Like it's just for me. And I like winter sports. I'm into those things. I like can put so, my flannels back on. Yeah, yeah. I like I like uh, I like the fits. You know, I have terrible calves, so summer sucks for me. You know, what I'm saying like there's so many things that make <laughs> yeah. you get to hide all your ugly parts. <laughs> yeah. Positives you could focus on. Yeah. Yeah. Is what we're trying to say. No, you know, um, uh, I didn't look that up on the flip side, but I do know a lot of people like that that love uh, the winter and stuff. But there's a bigger percentage of people that, um, again, will report that they have uh, mild forms of depression that get lifted when the season changes. Now, I would imagine yeah. that's that's closely connected to the same things that uh, drives the suicide suicide rate up in places like, I believe, Washington, which is like the number one That's state. That's what they for, say. Right? Mm. They do say that. Because they have the most rainy days, yeah. the most dark days, like cloudy Constantly days. Constantly cloudy. They right. do. That, that's that's what they say. And now I've had clients that have talked about this. Well, they'll say that the you know when the when it gets dark outside, um, it makes them sad. They don't feel as uh, as energetic. Um, when I looked this up uh, and did a little research, uh, women and younger people are more likely to notice the effects of uh, of seasonal depression. Hmm. Um, so Why do you think that? Not quite sure. Although as we go through this, we might be able to speculate a little bit as to why it is. I mean, there's a there's a there's a few theories. The prevailing theory has to do with how serotonin and melatonin are disrupted in the body, right? So. The sun goes down earlier. Uh, people's sleep schedules tend to be thrown off a little bit, and melatonin uh, starts to change. Um, and as a result, it affects serotonin. Both of those are connected to kind of uh, you know well-being, right? The um, happy feeling. The happy feelings, right? So um, again, this is kind of a big thing. And look, we notice this in the gyms as well. I, I notice this in the gyms. and When it gets cold, less people work yeah, out. Yeah, it's sparse. Yeah, you notice that right away. Like a lot of people are calling in or canceling. It happens a lot more frequently. I wonder, I wonder if that's why I have a little bit of a bias towards the winter too because I grew up in working in the gym and so I like that there's nobody inside there. <laughs> I'm, I'm it trying is to, nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of like, you know, I why why do I not get as as depressed in the wintertime? And I know you've talked, Sal, but I mean, you're like a, a sun worshiper so I know like yeah. you're all about the summertime and, and not a fan of the winter at all and i do know that i've had lots of family friends clients that are connected to me that during the winter time it's a very real thing i'm trying to like add up why am i why is that not for me i also tend to uh you know and here we are right now again getting ready to get back in a 
uh, consistency with dieting. Yeah, you told me you tend to get lean in the winter. I do. It's and I don't. And I never planned it. Just like how this wasn't planned, right? All of a sudden, we just decide we're going to start meeting each other here at eight o'clock in the morning and training together. And now we're starting to do that. And here it is, this end or middle of December into December that we're doing this. And it's like that's kind of how it's always played out for me. I don't know why. It's interesting, Mm. but I do notice it in the gyms. People, and it's funny because you would think that people would be more motivated uh, in the winter because you're not outside as much. There's less activities to do outside. So you're more likely to, you know, I would think want to work out, but no, gyms slow down in the winter, even before uh, Christmas, you know, you start to see it in October already. Now, all the things that we're going to uh, allude to here in a minute, as far as like what we're, we're talking about that contribute to this, uh, is, is there an order or is there one that is, that stands out more than the other? I know like they, they all can result in this, but are there certain things that the, like they've done and said, okay, this is for sure the, the number one factor, then there's other factors. Depends on the person. So, um, when you read the studies, um, cause we're going to go through, uh, five ways that you can help yourself with this. It depends on the person. Um, so as we go through them and if you think to yourself like, oh, I already do that then that's probably not the one that's going to help you the most. If it's something that you tend to lack in, um, then that one may have the biggest impact. At least that would be my guess, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing you can do, um, and this is uh, one of the more traditional therapies, is uh, sunlight therapy. Now, you think, well, you know, it's dark. What do you mean by that? Well, what they do is when the sun is out, go outside, get as much as possible, open your sunroof, in your car, if you have one, not maybe not the whole window, but at least the the you know the part that covers the sun. Mm-hmm. Open your blinds at home. Sit next to the window. Um, you know, just because there there is less sun, but you can make up for it by being exposed to it a little longer. So although it's cloudy, you're still getting some sun. And by the way, the, a big reason why people may be feeling sad has to do with the fact that the sun's you know rhythms that's that's what they're connecting have, to. have you done any reading on what the what they recommend for like the average amount of sun time and i know this is going to be different like based off your your skin right so like some people can handle their tall your skin tolerance right so how some people can handle the sun for hours some minutes but mm-hmm. is there like a g- generic average everybody should spend so i don't much- know now here's the interesting thing uh with light therapy they've even done what are called light boxes so a light box is a light bulb with that puts out a full spectrum of light. It's not even the sunlight. So it's not like they're mm. getting a tan or anything. It's not a tanning bed, but people will feel much better. It's literally just light, the the uh, the spectrum of light that you get from the sun that makes people feel Well, I noticed better. that from, so when we first started working with Juve years ago, and I know today's not even like a Juve commercial, but I, this is so true. I mean, I remember when we first started messing with them, I was using them the most in the wintertime mm-hmm. because I wasn't getting out in the sun. And I I'm, I'm noticed a huge difference in it. And I, maybe that's what it is, is when, when, there, when there's that much of a discrepancy. Mm-hmm. Like in the summertime, sure, we're in this building a lot. I don't get as much sun, but I'm still getting more sun than I get in December. So... And I, I would always notice if I would, yeah, three times a week. If I got in there three times a week, 20-minute shots, uh, always notice a difference in my energy levels and how I slept. Yeah, I used to have a client that this was a big deal for her. And even if it, what she used to do is, uh, and she didn't, she obviously moved to California when she trained with me, but she lived on the East Coast that really had seasons. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what would you do when, because it, it's over here in California, it doesn't rain that much, obviously it doesn't snow where we're at. And she said, when it unless it was snowing or storming or whatever, 
she would still make herself go outside and go for a walk. And she said that made a huge difference with her. Even even though it's overcast, uh, yeah. you get some sunlight. Well, from I'm that. thinking back, I remember when I was in Chicago, I, I really struggled. And I, I thought I attributed it mostly because I was like away from home and it was like a totally shell shock, you know, culture. Like they actually had real seasons and it was freezing. And uh, But a lot of it was me just staying hunkered down inside. Mm. And I wasn't getting outside because it was just like, uh, I just didn't, I didn't acclimate to it yet and it took me a good like two three years before i finally was able to like you know bear the elements there and and figure it out but i i guarantee like just seeing even if it was foggy that made a massive difference in my mood yeah that's true i forgot that you went out there so you yeah. notice a difference because of the change a hundred percent yeah, yeah, yeah definitely now the next one is a very powerful one especially if you don't do this um uh, which is exercise and we're going to get into more of the specifics but exercise alone has been shown to be as effective as antidepressants for mild to moderate forms of all depression, um, and in in studies and uh, may act in studies actually show that it may actually be more effective in the long term. In fact, exercise uh, they continue to review this. I think one of the reasons why they don't necessarily recommend it is because people tend to not take the advice. But they're starting to make this like a first line treatment for people with just depression, not just seasonal depression. But your typical types of depression, which is really hard to do, though, when you're in that, right? Like, there's, I so mean, get it, up and move, it, right? It's yeah. it's already hard enough uh, for people to be consistent with, you know, strength training and, and exercise, right? Uh, it's even harder when you're already find yourself in this position, and so, and the, and this does remind me of when I kind of went through this a couple of years back on the show, and I shared. You know, the key is really is to is to start small and build on that because it's tough. If you're already in this, if we're talking to somebody right now and this is resonating with them, That's and, a good like, point. and they're like, man, I'm in the thick of it. I'm super depressed. I'm watching TV all day long. I don't want to get up. I don't do anything. And then you're like, hey, you should follow maps at a ball. Yeah. And it's like, wow, it's, it's, it's such a leap from where they're at right now. And so I would recommend just, you know, getting and start with like the first one, which is like the getting out there and getting out in the sunlight, go for a nice walk, you know? Mm -hmm. And if uh, an hour walk is really long for you right now, start with 15, 20 minutes and break it up multiple times a day if you can. But, and then that activity, you can start to build upon that. So start with a little bit of activity, mm -hmm. more than what you're doing currently now, and then slowly start to build a, a weight training routine. And even when you start building a weight training routine, there's nothing wrong with the weight training. When you're talking about health, right, and depression and things like this, you know, we're not talking about maximizing muscle building or, you know, accelerating fat loss. It's like you just want to be mentally healthy right here. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you doing Turkish get-ups. Like the last, one of the last episodes we did not long ago where we talked about some just skill workouts for, for a day. Go in there and just, just squat or just deadlift, like getting that movement and getting going with something, and then you could build a, a much more robust routine later yeah, on. Yeah, I had a client years ago whose daughter, um, just she just would not get off the couch or whatever, and she's like, can you work with her? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And so we did structure something similar to what you're saying, Adam. So the way I did it actually was, is and we negotiated, right? So first I was like, can you do a 30-minute walk, and can you be consistent? And, mm -hmm. you know, no, I don't think so, or whatever. So eventually what we did is I said, okay, here's what I want you to do. Um, for the next week, I want you to, they had a long driveway. So I'd say, I want you to walk out to the mailbox once a day, just walk out to the mailbox and come back. And when you do it, write it down for me. And then that's what she did. And then the second, you know, after we did that for a little while, I don't remember how long it was, but she did that for a little while. I said, okay, now I want you to walk to the mailbox twice a day. And we slowly but surely worked up to three 15 minute walks a day. After she started doing the three 15 minute walks a day, 
she started because it does have a profound effect on how you feel. Mm-hmm. Here's the interesting, uh, uh, you know, kind of weird physics of of activity. You feel bad and down, so you don't want to exercise. But the more you move, the more you want to move. Yeah. So it's very strange, right? So you think well, movement promotes uh, momentum. It does, right? So when she was doing it, you know, fifteen walk, fifteen minute walks, three times a day. Next thing I know, she comes to me and says, um, all right, you know, what other kind of workouts can I do on my own? And she started to add it up herself. So think of that yourself. If this is you and you're feeling really down, know that the movement itself will make you want to do more movement. Getting, this, getting started is the hard part. Once you start to move, the body starts to produce these feel-good chemicals. Uh, the brain is bathed in uh, you know, BDNF, which helps the brain become healthier. And you start to want to move a little more. Um, some of the best strategies of that are, like I said, you make a really small goal. It can literally be as, as little as whatever it is for you. It can be very individual. It can literally be, I'm going to walk down the street and back. That's all I'm going to do. I can commit to that, so that's all I'll do. And then increase it. Um, one of the best ways to make it a habit is to attach uh, your movement to something you do daily anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, you eat lunch every single day. So maybe you say to yourself, I won't eat lunch unless I walk for 10 minutes. Or after dinner, before I eat the last, whatever, I'm going to walk 10 minutes. If you attach it to things you already do, it's more likely to be a yeah. habit. Once you feel up for it, um, or if you already feel up for it, lifting weights is one of the best forms of exercise for this because resistance training positively affects the pro-tissue hormones, testosterone, growth hormone. It makes your body more insulin sensitive. When your body's adding tissue that's very active, like muscle, your body, it, it, it's getting the signal that you're healthy, right? Because your body, if your body's not healthy and if it's stressed, it reduces muscle. Mm-hmm. If it's building muscle, it's getting the signal to build muscle, it's like, oh no, we feel good. As you build muscle, you start to feel better. So resistance training, if you feel good enough to pick your form of exercise, I would say pick that and focus on the compound lifts. And you don't need to do a lot of it, even twice a week of you know four exercises, squat, overhead press, bench press, yeah. and a row. And you're really, really Keep good. it super basic. I mean, even if it's a bit of a stretch, you know, going from walking to then lifting weights, like even if you do a few, a handful of bodyweight exercises and just start with the actual mechanics of it and getting your muscles to express and uh, to, to, to stretch and contract, uh, that's going to be a big step for you. Your body is going to provide that kind of feedback, a rewarding feedback for that, which then you can build upon. It's all about really like sparking it, getting the momentum going. I like going outside and walking because now you could get part of the sun you can uh you know get the fresh air like i mean all that makes a humongous difference for your body to feel uh it's in a different environment oh you just combine the 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 two that we said right sunlight uh and uh exercise now you got two birds uh, with one stone um or as they say feed two birds with one stone stone. you gotta make sure you say that we're now we're now pc yeah so PETA doesn't get angry but um you do those two things uh in one you'll get the the dual benefit um the third one this one sounds silly, but it actually makes a huge difference, um, and that is to stick to a schedule. We don't realize just how much our schedule gets dictated by the sun and how the sun looks outside and whatever. Um, try to go to bed and wake up at the same time every single day. Now, they've mm-hmm. shown in studies that this maximizes melatonin production. Um, this improves our sleep. I think what we tend to do is we tend to sleep a particular way Monday through Thursday, 
And then Friday night, Saturday night, it's a totally different schedule. And then we have this kind of sleep hangover come Monday and Tuesday. This may be one of the reasons why people hate Monday so much because, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, they went to bed super late and Mm -hmm. uh, they slept in and now their circadian rhythm was off. And the circadian rhythm is very closely connected to uh, seasonal depression. So stick to a schedule. Give yourself a bedtime and and a wake time. And they find that that makes a huge difference in uh, in your well-being. And get up when the alarm goes off the first time. I can't remember what I was – I was reading something, and they were talking about the how much that improves your mood and productivity for the day by not snoozing. Did you know that? There's oh, a, well, yeah, there's a big there's, – mm-hmm. they did some study well, on it. I believe it. it. Yeah, I read it a long time ago, and I remember going, oh, that's wild, because I know at the time I was snoozing my alarm a lot, well, right? That so, reminds me of my roommate in college would snooze like 20 times. I finally unplugged <laughs> I was that, it out dude, the I was this. <laughs> I was so this mad. guy in until I read that, like I, I can't remember what it was. I wish I could remember exactly what the study said, but I do know that it made a, a very good case, good case for why you want to get up right away as soon as that alarm goes off versus snoozing. It really sets the tone for In the day. In fact, a little sidestep here: uh, sunrise clocks are great yes, for this. I was going to mention those. Yeah, they make a lot of them now, um, where you you set your alarm and then let's say it's at six thirty a.m. At six fifteen, the the it looks like a sunrise. It slowly mm-hmm. starts to glow. And by 6.30, it's fully bright. Fills up the whole room. And what you find is it's actually quite effective. So you can have the option to make it make sound at 6.30 too, so it can also go off. Mm -hmm. I don't even do that. Just the light turning on wakes me up naturally. Because they have like birds chirping and, you know, things. It just sounds like things in the morning that, uh, you know, are everything sort of waking up. And Mm -hmm. it, it is. It's weird. It sounds like, you know, something that's not that big a deal. But I, you know, started using that and it was like just having the light on and gradually coming up with such a better experience waking up. Totally. Uh, and here's another one with schedule. Um, I, You know, people, in my experience training clients, and I'd love your guys' feedback, people tend to work best with uh, simple rules, right? Like we could talk about all the complexities of diet, but oftentimes if I told my clients very simple rules, um, especially in the to get started, it was uh, a lot easier for them to follow. And one of these rules is to schedule your nutrition and saying something like, uh, okay, you're, don't eat past 7 p.m. And now there's no magic, <laughs> really no magic about eating past 7 p.m. It's like after 7 yeah. p.m., all the food turns into body fat or anything like that. But m- what I noticed with my clients is the majority of the bad, crappy food that people would eat tended to be after seven or eight o'clock at night. And so when you give them a hard rule like that, then it was like, no, I'm not going to eat past seven. And it was easier for them to stick to their nutrition. I found this same thing. And I know you guys teased me before on the show is the the Tupperware thing. I mean, if I made my, I, if I gave my client a, like if I said you could eat it as long as it just came out of the, it was portioned in the Tupperware. So we get like these, you know, similar to what you got over here, Sal, like you mm-hmm. can only fit, you know, five to 700 calories mm-hmm. of food inside those Tupperware. So I would basically tell them like, you know, if you're hungry, mm-hmm. you know, here's your, here's your food choices that I want you to eat from, but just kept it really simple. Just get, portion it out, put it in there. You got to eat it out of there. Just simply telling that versus giving them all these crazy calorie rules or weighing your food or telling them they can't have this, they can't have that. I just made them portion it out like that and see their food. And it's amazing how much you you don't overeat when you just portion it out and you say you're when it's you're like done, a you're rule, done. right? Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of like a like scheduling, like we just said, like you're scheduling your nutrition. There's a time 
or this is how much I'm going to eat. Believe it or not, this makes a big difference. People tend to overeat in the winter, probably to compensate for feeling kind of down, but then that adds to it, right? So now you're kind of feeling down, plus you're gaining body fat and you're eating bad. Then the bad food makes you feel worse. That makes you want to eat more and it becomes this kind of endless cycle. Well, and then to your point of eating sort of uh, past seven or later, I've just found that, you know, even the slightest bit of... Uh, activity, you know, maybe like adverse type of, of digestion that I'm now trying to sleep with, you know, is going to interrupt that whole thing. And then it's like, I'm paying for that the next day. Totally. Now the next one, this one's interesting. Okay. Um, peop, they found in studies, this is a, this, they did studies on people with seasonal affective disorder and they fad, found that when they supplemented with vitamin D, the, a, a significant percentage of them saw a dramatic reduction in their seasonal depression. Now, this goes along with studies I've read on vitamin D and how uh, one study said as much as 40% of Americans are become deficient in vitamin D during the winter. Um, this may be one of the way, reasons why uh, uh, illness spikes, why there's, a, why there's a, an illness season, why people tend to get – there's a flu in a cold season. And they th- some people think it has more to do with declining uh, vitamin D levels because people aren't getting – as much sunlight. Um, I know in, in, in some countries uh, that, that don't get a lot of sunlight, supplementing with things like cod, cod liver oil, oil yeah. is a staple in their culture. And this is because cod liver oil is high in vitamin D3, which um, again, this is an important supplement. So if you're sad in the winter, um, you might want to try supplementing with vitamin D or at least get your vitamin D levels tested to see where you're at. Aren't they connecting this with COVID right now too? Oh yeah. Like the percentage of people that are get, that are getting hit by COVID hard are like super low, right? I, there was one study I read that showed that 80 something percent of people in the hospital with COVID were deficient in vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it is with the flu. I know when people get the flu, the symptoms are way worse when vitamin D levels are low. Aren't they, yeah. isn't that some of the theory behind why we have such, what we, why we have a flu season? That's what I just said, yeah. Is, is, is exactly due to that. Absolutely. So um, I would test your vitamin D, see where you're at. You may be surprised. Like I said, I read one study that said as much as 40%, that's huge, yeah. of, a, of an essential uh, micronutrient um, like vitamin D. Now, uh, you know, you can, cod liver oil, one of my favorite supplements to take. You get the fish oil, Plus, it's got the vitamin D in it. Mm-hmm. Or you could just buy vitamin D. Well, and, and, there, and you also get it from the sun. So this is one of those things that you go back to the original point that Justin made about you know getting out with activity and walking out in the sun. So you get so many benefits just from doing that. So this is another reason why you should do that. And here's what's interesting, too, is that – so like me, use me as an example, right? I, I think I get some sunlight, probably not as much as I should – um, I'm relatively, I have like, you know, darker skin, so I probably need more sunlight to get the same vitamin D benefits as like, let's say Doug or Justin. So I supplement with five to 10,000, uh, I use a vitamin D on a regular basis. Oh, usually five, 5,000, right? And I've been doing this for a long time. I get my vitamin D levels tested and I'm in the middle. Mm. So I have to supplement with 5,000 yeah. I use of vitamin D3 just to be in the middle uh, to have good vitamin Well, I D told levels. you that's what happened to me. When Most I, people have to be deficient. Yeah, I had to bump to 10,000 because I was doing 5,000 consistently and I tested still below. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't even in the middle on 5,000 uh, a day. So, I mean, that, yeah, I, I highly recommend getting this tested. I think that that's it's one easy, of It's an easy test too. And vitamin D, low vitamin D is connected to low testosterone in men. It's connected to depression. Um, it acts like a hormone in the body. 
Um, Does it affect like the strength of your immune system too? Or it, yeah. Huge, right? It's a huge part. Exactly. I mean, that's why, like we said, people with the flu, people with COVID, people with really bad colds tend to have low vitamin D levels. So this is an important thing to get checked out. And again, uh, that study that I that I read about people who took vitamin D who had seasonal uh, depression, a significant portion felt much better. So it it may be that a lot of people feel sad in the winter. Because their di- their D levels just get too low. Right. Yeah. Uh, now the last one, this one is uh, I feel like it's an obvious one, um, but we need to talk about it, and it's diet. Um, look at your diet. I I would be, I, I would not be surprised if if the reason why a majority of people feel crappy is because their diets are crappy. well. Yeah. I mean, look at we're we're in the you're right in the middle of you know Thanksgiving to Christmas time. Right. Yeah. When you come off of Halloween first, Halloween go, is just like a candy rush. Right. From the end of October all the way till January second, it's it's alcohol, candy, sweets, yeah. pies, mm-hmm. cakes. You Lots know, of dessert. tradition that gets in the way. Yeah, and, and you know how it is too, right? You go to a family event. I'm sure it happened to you guys when you guys went for Thanksgiving, even with a, all the small, intimate Thanksgivings everybody had this year. Still, uh, I think we cook the same as if we were cooking for 30 people. You know, so <laughs> I, there's leftovers like crazy. I mean, we just we just threw away a bunch of stuff from our refrigerator. Katrina says, "Okay, I'm going to throw this out now. It's been here long enough." And I was like, "Yes, please do. It's been driving me crazy sitting in that in the refrigerator, tempting me every day." And I feel like I have a lot of self-discipline and I'm like, I can't imagine the average person that already struggles for motivation to work out and struggles with, they get, they feel depressed in the wintertime. And then you've got these, all the feel good foods well, yeah, inside your refrigerator. It, it does make you feel temporarily Hell good. Yeah, it like does. inside, yeah, it's like you, you can sit down, you can like comfort yourself a bit with it. So, you know, that it's just another thing that sort of gets in the way of, of progress. Processed food consumption uh, goes up a lot in the winter. There's a couple of reasons why one, we're not growing as many fruits and vegetables, depending on where you are in the country. I remember traveling to uh, Ohio, and it was in the winter, and I went to the grocery store to buy fruit, and the fr- I looked at the fruit, and I'm like, oh my God, this looks terrible. And I forgot that in California, we have so much access to you know fruits and vegetables year-round that around the country in some places, it, it, people just don't eat it as much because it doesn't look as appealing. So processed food consumption goes through the roof mm-hmm. um, in uh, oh, dur- wow. during the winter. I didn't know that. Processed foods, uh, we've said this many times, encourages you to overeat. One of the best things you could do to prevent yourself from overeating is to cut out uh, heavily processed food, eat whole natural food. Now, there are winter uh, natural foods, you know, winter squashes and certain you know, other vegetables that you can eat during the winter. Um, meats uh, are all you know unprocessed, right? Steak and beef and lamb and chicken and fish and that kind of stuff. Eggs are all unprocessed. Stick to whole natural foods. You'll naturally consume less uh, calories. And overconsumption of calories just makes you feel uh, crappy. Doesn't this seem weird that this is like what you're recommending, and it's probably how you we all naturally evolved. Like if before we had all the the stuff, the technology that we have today, and advancement with science with how we can grow strawberries in January if we wanted yeah. to, that we naturally as humans, you would probably eat a lot of fruits and veggies and things like that in the summer, summertime, spring and summertime. And then in the wintertime, you would naturally move to these, you know, animals. animal fats and high, yeah, high fats, high protein mm-hmm. type of meals. Yes. That's exactly what people are deficient of around this time. Absolutely. Uh, um, I would, I would even guess that in the winter, we probably evolved to go through periods of fasting just because food might be hard to find. So fasting for some people might be an option with this. Uh, omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, eating fish is uh, is a great source of this. Omega-3 fatty acids are great for reducing inflammation. Inflammation is strongly connected to mild forms of depression. 
Uh, you can also supplement with omega-3 fatty acids. It's really easy to take fish oil, um, and you'd want to take about four grams uh, or more a day, so long as you don't have a blood thinning uh, disorder on blood thinning medications. Um, and that should be enough to kind of help control the inflammation. Now, where where are you at with omega-3s? And if you're eating a, a highly processed diet and you're eating over-consuming, because I read an article years ago that said that, you know, if, if you are eating tons of processed foods, uh, and over-consuming, and so you're in, in, intaking a lot of the sixes and nines that they outcompete the threes. So you could supplement with fish oils all you want, and the cell's not going to uptake it because it's it's competitive with the six and nines. I think what that's really highlighting more generally is that a sh- you're not going to make up for a shitty diet with supplements, right? right? So mm-hmm. I don't think, and that's a good point. Like, if you have a crappy diet, buying a bottle of fish oil. Uh, isn't going to do much for you. So, I, that's why I wanted to share yeah. that, uh, then highlight that because I know those like vit- supplementing with cod liver oil and and uh, omega three are like the easy things, right? And what I don't want people to take away from this yeah, conversation. They're eating Doritos and right, cake. right, and then just like oh, I'll make sure listen to Mind Pump, take our vitamin D and our omega three. It's you may as well throw it in the trash if you're not doing the big. The big ones are the get out in the yeah. sun, walk, move, yep. you know, have a good diet. Right now, diet. now good vitamin now, now vitamin D is different though. If you're deficient and you eat a crappy diet. You still benefit from taking uh, okay. vitamin D because yeah. you need that. Right. But the omega three is probably probably not. Uh, look, Mind Pump is recorded on video as well as audio. Come find us on YouTube, Mind Pump Podcast. You can also find all of us on Instagram. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin, me at Mind Pump Sal, and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.